Hi, my name is Jackie, and I will be your host for today's podcast of Cabin in the Woods. In this podcast, we will be discussing the classic book, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, written by Mark Twain, as well as the important events that help define Huck's maturity and personality. Twain includes these aspects throughout the book, but also allows the reader to better understand the context and to make predictions about future chapters. Today, I am joined by Catherine Visick, Faith Malesko, and Katie Getz. I will be asking for their opinions on important events and topics that Twain brings to the reader's attention. Our first topic is how Huck battles with his conscience. Catherine, what would you have to say about this? Hey Jackie, throughout the book, Huck dealt with many situations where he has to battle with his conscience. One way Huck did this is when he had, he had trouble deciding what to do with Jim. He knew turning Jim in would, would be the legal thing to do and would cause no consequences. However, Huck has been with Jim for a while now and has realized how kind-hearted he really is. So the other part of his conscience is, is telling him to help Jim be able to live happily with his family. This is great insight. Do you happen to have any more examples, Catherine? I do, Jackie. Thanks. Another example I can think of is when Huck commented about Jim wanting to steal his children away from their rightful owner, which is actually their slaveholder. Huck battled with the morality of the situation because he was not sure what would be the correct choice. He knew this was illegal, but again wanted Jim to be happy living with his kids. Right, and he knew there would be consequences. Exactly, but he was willing to face them in order to help Jim. And finally, my last example is the situation with the Dauphin and the Duke. He knew that they were not actual royalty and had the choice of either revealing their identity or playing along with it. Huck decided to play along with their act so that the Duke and the Dauphin could have a little fun. Like Huck said, some men only find joy in fooling others. Overall, Huck has trouble deciding between the two voices in his head. One told him to follow the law and the other told him to help those he cares about. In the end, he chose to listen to the second voice. Our second topic is why Huck is motivated to give his money to Judge Thatcher. How is Pap involved in this situation? If you were to voice your opinion, Katie, what would you say? Hi, Jackie. Thanks for asking. In my opinion, Huck is motivated to give all of his money to Judge Thatcher because when Pap comes home, the first thing he seeks Huck out for is money. Huck knew Pap would do this in advance when he saw his footprints in the snow. That meant that Pap was home and would converse with him to try and take the money away. Good. It sounds like Huck is beginning to understand that his father's motivation for coming home had to do with the money involved, not the fact that he missed his son. Right. Huck grew in maturity and came to the understanding that his father did not care if Huck was dead or alive, but if he was more successful or had a valuable possession that Pop would come after him. Wisely, Huck went to Judge Thatcher for the safekeeping of his money. Pap came home and beat Huck once he said he did not have the money. But it would have been worse if Pap gained the money, right? Right. So Huck wisely chose to turn to Judge Thatcher, knowing how Pap would react. Motivation was key in this situation because Huck was motivated to not let Pap gain money that he had earned. Also, Pap was motivated to make sure Huck would not grow in his maturity and success without him. Pap made sure to stop Huck's growth because it makes Pap feel insignificant and the motivation to diminish Huck, as well as assure his own superior position, is greatly influential. Now let's talk about the irony that Twain incorporates in his writing. Faith, how would you explain some ironic events in Huck Finn? 
Well, Jackie, we know that Twain loves to include irony in his literary works. There are many examples of irony in Huck Finn. In one instance, we see Pap ranting to Huck about a free black man in Ohio. He is a successful professor, and the government allows him to vote. Pap is furious with this decision. This is an example of situational irony, as Pap is angry that the government is allowing a black man to vote, even though this man has a higher intellect than Pap and would make a better decision for the country than Pap. This is great evidence, Faith. What would you have to say about the irony in the event where a capture reward would be given for finding Jim or Pap? The difference in capture rewards for Jim and Pap is a great example of irony. Near the beginning of the book, we see that Jim had run away from Miss Watson and his reward for capture was $300. Pap was suspected to have killed Huck and his reward for capture was $200. At this point, we can see that society values the capture of a runaway slave over the capture of a murderer. In another occurrence, and my personal favorite, we see the two feuding families, the Grangerfords and Shepherdsons, in church listening to a sermon about brotherly love. However, they are holding their rifles between their knees, ready to fight with the enemy family. This is another example of situational irony. Overall, we know that Twain uses many examples of irony throughout Huckleberry Finn in order to show the audiences the thoughts of society in that time period. Lastly, Catherine, how would you describe the symbolism of the river in the book? Thanks, Jackie. The Mississippi River is ordinarily used as a form of transportation. This is how Huck and Jim travel down the river. In the book, it is also used as an important symbol that Mark Twain symbolizes as freedom. Oh yeah, I've read this book before, but I've never noticed that the river could have such important symbolism. Right, and Jim and Huck are constantly battling the road to freedom, and they both encounter a lot of difficulties on their way. Huck and Jim also feel a sense of carelessness when they are flowing down the river. They have no rules to abide by and can say or do whatever they want. The river allows them to act as themselves with no judgment from others. Throughout the book, there are many events that have developed Huck into a mature and complex character. We hope you walk away with knowledge about how Twain included symbolism, irony, and character development throughout the book. Do our guests have anything they want to say to the audience? First of all, I just want to say thank you for having us, Jackie. And to everyone out there listening, if you haven't read The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, we hope that this podcast encourages you to read this book. We hope that you enjoyed listening to Cabin in the Woods. Please share this podcast with your friends or someone you know who has read Huck Finn. Thank you.